0: I am Maria my pronouns are also she and her
1: (laughs) and this this episode is about hormones uh Maria has an amazing just so much more professional about it (laughs) um okay so uh right this episode is about hormones um a quick just want to say like there's because this is you know, I'm going to be talking about biology um, and the biology of hormones and how your body processes them. Um, It is, as far as I can tell, somewhat unavoidable that I'm going to be talking about cis women and men in this. Um, And so I I specifically want to say for this episode, for all episodes, um, that Maria and anyone listening, please like call me out if I say anything even like slightly problematic. Like we should have a conversation about it. Um uh like obviously be nice everything I'm doing is in good faith and whatever um but uh, you know I think everyone makes mistakes and if I make a mistake uh I should learn from it people listening should learn from it um yeah so uh always feel free to email us if I do that and and Maria
0: absolutely fucking interrupt me if I say oh, something you- stupid oh come on you know me better than that <laughs> yeah probably. yeah
1: I know I know, but I just like, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah no, so, it's a yeah. good disclaimer. Yeah. Um, cool.
1: uh So like I said, uh, this episode, I'm going to say cis woman or cis man. Um, for this episode, I'm uh, referring to someone who was born with what, you know, medicine has defined as the typical organs, external characteristics of that gender um and has a body that produces the typical range of estrogen and testosterone at puberty um so <laughs> eh, the distinction is important here but like we'll likely have episodes later talking about like how wishy-washy I feel like what normal and typical hormone levels like even oh. within oh, yeah absolutely.
0: <laughs> oh that yes. is absolutely going to happen don't worry <laughs>
1: Even within, you know, the the definition that I just gave of cisgender, like, there's a crazy amount of variability in hormone levels. Um, Mm -hmm. And, yeah. um, Typical... uh, It's it's a problem. Um, And also, I'm fucking looking at you, Olympics, which maybe we'll talk about Mm -hmm. that some other time. Um, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. Um, All right, so the... (laughs) Right. Also, there's swearing. So if you don't like that, sometimes. Fuck they'll... off. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes that's going to come up. Uh,
0: we're okay. we're, we're, we're going to be educational about this. But on the same token, I mean, you know, it's 2020. If if that's really your big turnoff is the fact that somebody said, you know, ass. Um, <laughs> you're in the wrong place. And also um, the world's on fire. So priorities.
1: Yeah. Doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. So okay. <laughs> um. Right. Uh. All right. So here's uh just like a small background before I get into fun specifics. Um. So when I first started researching this episode, um, I just like <laughs> literally got on Google and searched for hormone replacement therapy, and unbel I. I thought, yeah, I never thought about how that is more standardly used for menopause. Like, I don't know why that never occurred to me. But yeah, all the, all the results when you search for that are menopause. Um, I was surprised. Um, <laughs> and then also, of course, like, oh my God, yes, once women hit menopause, yeah, they, they take estrogen oh, no. too, because, yeah. Um, okay, so, right, once I got my queries correct... Um, a little like bit of of technical detail, not technical detail. I don't know. But, so I'm going to be talking about hormones, um, mm-hmm. specifically the hormones used in hormone replacement therapy, um, HRT, um, which I, God, everyone knows, right? I'll probably always say HRT, hormone replacement therapy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, like I don't know. Um, so, uh, the way I use it here, um, it's going to be encompassing, you know, the hormones used for transitioning into a man or a woman. So I'm not going to be talking about hormone
0: therapy as it relates to uh menopause. Um, and also, just just to interject real fast, and it's not just like there uh, there is that is a range. You do not have to go like a, oh 100% towards one end or the other because gender is actually not just a binary. There is there is a gray area in the middle.
1: Oh god, yes, yes. Yeah. And <laughs> So yeah, this is also, I mean, I don't know. This is just going to be facts about the hormones that sometimes people take when they want to be feminized or masculinized. Like that's, yeah. Okay. So, um, HRT, um, is, I, I guess I didn't even realize a very like general term. Um, I did see in recent literature referring to it as, Gender affirming hormone therapy, which I thought was nice and a more specific term, um, but I'm I'm used to hearing HRT, and probably a lot of people listening are as well. If you're listening to this in 2020, um, so I I will probably just keep referring to it as HRT.
0: Um, yeah, I mean that's that's what I refer to it as, and and, yeah. and I do it, so I think that, I don't think there's anything wrong with that.
1: Yeah, well I I don't know I like I like
0: gender affirming hormone. I don't know. And- oh yeah, no, that that definitely has a has a good ring to it. I'm I'm very yeah. pro. Um-
1: <laughs> but we're used to HRT, yeah. so that's yeah. what we've got. Um so the the specific hormones I'm going to talk about um are testosterone, um which is masculinizing, um, and estrogen and anti androgens, um, which are feminizing. Um I, I think we're, this is going to be pretty long, even with just those. Um, obviously, there are others out there, um, like progestogens. Um, if you're really curious or whatever, um, you know, send us an email or a note or whatever, uh, and we could talk about it later. Um, I also wanted to, like, if you had really bad, I don't know, biology or sex ed, like, cis boys and cis girls all naturally produce testosterone and estrogen. Like, every, every person has both of these things, well, not every person, but yeah, has has both testosterone and estrogen in their body. Um, Both of those are important for going through puberty. Um, And a hormone, in case you never looked it up, and (laughs) maybe that's because you never cared, but a hormone is basically just any molecule that's moving around in your blood, sending signals to the body. So not only are there, you know, the testosterone and estrogen ones but you know like adrenaline melatonin Mm. insulin those are all hormones too so it's just like a class of molecules that hang out in your blood give your body signals yep
0: i Uh, i I actually didn't know that like the insulin was a type of hormone that's that's really interesting yeah Um, it's and also kind of sad because i i i should know something like that i
1: mean yeah it's It's insulin is just a molecule that goes around in your blood and tells your body to do things
0: like regulate Uh, sugar. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So I also want to say that I'm not, um, I'm not going to talk about side effects. Like any medication hormones have side effects. Uh, there might be like some mention just biologically, but like that is not the focus. Uh, this episode is going to be long enough. It could, the side effects and, and the facts around them could be its own episode. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Contact me no. if you have specific questions or whatever. Should, but, do we
0: need, do we need like, a disclaimer where, like, oh, this is not medical advice. Please visit oh, go a doctor, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> because this oh. is not medical advice, and if you are interested in this sort of stuff and, like, actually doing it on your own, then you should probably talk to a doctor or someone who's actually yes. qualified to practice medicine, which I'm not.
1: No. I'm I'm not either. I'm not that kind of doctor. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, all right, so I, I tried to strike a balance um, and and hopefully I did um, between being like very precise and scientifically accurate um, and being more understandable um, if I don't I don't know why there would be, but if there's any hormone researchers listening, like I know. I know that some of it is not like, yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. But um yeah if anyone feels i'm being like very dangerously inaccurate um once again you can contact us info in the show notes uh and we can say something about it later um but don't bug me about like well actually that's a i don't know i don't know what else but so please that people... don't
0: open up any message to either of us with well actually because just just, just oh my just, yeah, please just delete it please just immediately <laughs>
1: All right. So now we get to get down to specifics. Um, so first I'm going to talk about, uh, the feminizing hormones, um, and then we'll get to masculinizing. So, um, the first feminizing one is estrogen. Um, and <laughs> like hormones, uh, and estrogen is just any molecule that binds to estrogen receptors. Um, so it's like a class of a bunch of different things. It's an umbrella term. Um, and if you are on birth control or HRT um, medication, your the label will probably say uh, estradiol uh, or birth control. It's usually ethanol estradiol. Um, and estradiol is just a specific estrogen. Um, it's the one that is produced in a cis woman's body. Um, but I think, I don't know. Um, are people... <laughs> Will you please just represent every single person for me for a second? Oh,
0: absolutely. And yeah. tell
1: me uh, if people generally use estradiol or estrogen. Like, um, is, is there?
0: Well, I, how, how do you mean?
1: Well, um, I mean, like, if you're like saying, oh, yes, I'm taking. Oh, you probably just say whatever the name of the medication is.
0: Oh, OK, OK. <laughs> you're asking how we. OK, so. um it, it kind of depends on the person uh and unfortunately like 9 times out of 10 the answer to all of these questions is always going to be it depends on the person but it depends on the person of course um i typically will refer to um that as just estrogen or e um, Okay, that's actually even good. though i like the chemical is you know like you said uh, estradiol or estradiol i think it's estradiol i think i think it's i that think
1: one. i think actually i once again that's that's variable i say estradiol diol because that's how you would pronounce it if you were taking like a chemistry class. But I think that
0: that's probably right then honestly, because yeah. well, I mean, that's, a, that's what my endo called it. So, um, Oh,
1: okay. I've, I've, I've also heard doctors say estradiol. Um, yeah. so however you want to say it, but anyway, yeah, I, yeah. In my experience, um, people have also just said estrogen and I was just going to say like, yeah, that's what I'm going to use yeah. because that's what people are familiar with. Estrogen.
0: Yeah. Ty- but, typically we, we just call it like estrogen or testosterone or ENT yeah. Um, depending yeah. on which one you're taking. Of course, we have all kinds of fun uh, pet names for it, like, uh, like uh, you know, antihistamines. Uh, yes, I've seen, yes. And all that, yeah. <laughs> go, go, go Google, go Google our, our, our little terminology. It's good shit. Um, yes. Yeah.
1: Okay, so, um, yes, I will be saying estrogen. Um, remember that, es- yeah, estradiol is just an estrogen. Uh, okay, so... Um, Estrogen, like, when when you take estrogen medication for hormone replacement therapy, um, it's basically just, like, a puberty shortcut. So, like, when when a cis girl goes through puberty, like, all that means is she has many systems that are producing molecules that eventually signal the body to produce estrogen. So like when you, when you take estrogen as HRT, you're just like shortcutting that whole process and being like, guess what? I'm going to just be more direct about it. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So um, estrogen is uh, usually applied via a patch or a pill. Um, Sometimes there's injections. um, And we actually just talked about this off air, but, um, the method of delivery can affect how your body feels, um, about to get a lot more detailed about it, but like, you know, a pill will go through your stomach and enter your bloodstream that way. Right. And then a patch just goes directed to your bloodstream. So there's differences. Let's talk yeah. about it. Um, so when estrogen, uh, enters your body, um, Uh, yeah, this is going to be, like, a quick overview, basically, of how your body monitors all the stuff that's in your blood, uh, with specific reference to estrogen. Um, so, your blood, and this is, this is very cool, because actually, I, uh, did not, I have not taken a lot of anatomy, so, like, I don't know what organs do. Um, and so, I had, like, a lot of fun being like, oh, okay, when you take a pill, it does this, and it does this. Mm. So, (laughs) when estrogen enters, enters your body, either through you know, your stomach or through uh, your skin for a patch. Um, It gets into your blood. Um, Your blood circulates through two filters, your liver and kidneys. And like, even at this level of detail, like I didn't really, I was like, I don't know. (laughs) What do organs do really? What are filtering things? Um, So yeah, your, your liver, like I think what most people think about their liver is like, It's, uh, it can fail miserably if you drink too much. Like, and, and so maybe that gives you some idea that it also processes other things and it does. Um, and also it does a lot more, but we're, we're focusing on, you know, hormones. So your liver is responsible for breaking down hormones into smaller bits. Um, if you take estrogen in a pill, uh, it goes to your stomach, I hope everyone, like, when you swallow something, it goes to directly to your stomach. Um, yeah. And your liver is, like, pretty much directly, and I know this isn't exactly accurate, don't at me, um, your, your stomach connects pretty directly to your liver um, before it even circulates in the body. So right there, that's, like, the big difference, why you can see a difference in side effects or even just, like, estrogen effects. Um, when you're taking a pill versus getting it through a patch versus getting it through uh, a needle, because the pill will go through your liver basically before anything else, and the other methods, it'll go right into your bloodstream. Um, so, uh, in the case of estradiol, estradiol, estr, estr, whatever, um, it's it's broken down once it gets to your liver into less active forms. Um, but some of those molecules still, like, make it back into your blood, um, where they perform the expected effects of estrogen. Um, and on the note, as we said earlier, I'm not a fucking medical doctor, but also if you heard that last thing and went, oh no, I'm taking a pill, I should, like, take a double dose, fucking no. The, the, The pill, the pill is, like, yeah, all of these things are, are meant for your body. Um, and also, like... Don't, oh my God, don't try to take super high levels of estrogen to make changes happen faster. Like your body can only respond to a certain amount of estrogen. And if you are someone who has been like, I'm going to just take it all at once and I'll immediately be very feminized, um, your body can only accept so much. So anything beyond what you should be taking, like that's why you're going to get a lot of extra side effects. Your levels are going to be a lot weirder. Um, because the extra estrogen is just like circulating around in your blood and causing mischief, not, uh, moving your fat around or making boobs or anything that you actually want to happen.
0: And it's, it's also worth pointing out that like, you like, if you do try and just like flood your system with, um, estrogen or, or I, I don't know if it works the same with testosterone, but I do know for a fact that if you... With estrogen, a lot of times, if you try to just, like, brute force it and just take these stupid high doses, your body will actually compensate and, in turn, kick up your testosterone production. So it actually turns out to be counterintuitive or counterintuitive. Um, um, so what I'm looking for here. <laughs> it just left counterproductive. away. Counterproductive. counterproductive. Thank you. Counterproductive. Yes, exactly. It's <laughs> counterproductive. Um, I'm an extremely smart person. Hi. <laughs> I'm good with language, too. Yeah, no, that's that's really, like, something you need to – consider as well is that also just the mode of actually like introducing estrogen into your body also in and of itself can affect a lot of things Yep. um like kind of as you were kind of alluding to yep which if, if i'm getting ahead of you please let me know no no but, no no.
1: that's yeah go ahead
0: but like there is in every, all of my evidence is going to be entirely anecdotal because i don't do stem stuff that's that's that's, that's, that's why cool. she's here um <laughs> but like Uh, Just from my own personal experience, there is, I I personally, myself, had very different um, reactions, not reactions, but, you know, responses, responses, thank you, to (laughs) um, how I was taking my estradiol, estradiol, (laughs) I say it wrong. Uh,
1: Uh, It's both are right. Any way you want to say it is
0: correct. Um, (laughs) So when I first started, I took it orally in pill form, and I got I got some effects. I got kind of what I was looking to get, but it was real slow, real um, gradual, real subtle. Uh, but now uh, after that, I went over to the patch. So transdermally, so we can just bypass the stomach entirely and go straight into the bloodstream um, without having to do needles. Cause I can't do needles. Uh, and my results are much, much more profound. Um, like all of, all of the the, all of the side effects in air quotes that I'm looking to get, I'm I'm getting, and I'm getting much quicker than when I started on the pill. But this isn't this is true for me personally. I know people right. who have yeah I know people who have had the opposite where they've tried transdermal um, introduction and didn't get the results that they were wanting. But when they went to the pill, got what they were looking for. And there are some folks who even with both of those methods, can't get what they want. So they had to go to injections or some people who just straight up prefer injections, which I mean, Hey, you do you, <laughs> but please God, no. Uh, needle bad. Needle very bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. And we talk about that a little bit more in the, the hormone supplemental materials, mm-hmm. mini soda as well. But like, yeah, the, what I found while doing this is like really like a lot of medications that we don't really know exactly how they work, the individual variability is huge. Like if you take estrogen a certain way um, and your friend says, oh, that never worked for me, it's not going to work for you. Like, that's not true. Um, same yeah. with any kind of combination. So if you're like, oh, I'm going to try spironolactone," and your friend's like, oh, that didn't do anything for me. Don't bother. No, um, the, yeah. it's very, very different person to person.
0: No, absolutely. 100%.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay. So now, where were we? We have estrogen in your blood. (laughs) So um, your blood also circulates through that other filter, your kidneys. um, And that's, you know, how smaller molecules uh, wind up going into your urine. And I think we all know that, like, when you you take a medicine, including estrogen, like, it doesn't stay in your body forever. Um, So... Um, it's either going to go through your liver into your bile or through your kidneys, uh, into your urine. Um, so I don't know. I found that (laughs) some people are like, who fucking cares? But like, I found it very interesting to think about like, okay, I take a pill and it's okay. It hangs out in my blood and you can look up online just like how long these things circulate in your blood. I, I didn't note it down, so I'm not going to say a number, but yeah, like drugs, Only stay in your bud for a certain number of hours or days or whatever, and then they leave. Um, But yeah, I think also the the discussion of systems is important just for thinking about um, it is applicable because you can think about like why taking a pill versus getting injections might be doing something different. It's because your body is handling them differently. They're getting to your liver at different points in time, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Yes. Okay. So what? While estrogen is cruising through your blood, what is that estrogen doing? Um, So, (laughs) yeah, some some of it is going to be things that people know, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, So estrogen (laughs) produces or suppresses production um, of the hormones that cause ovulation. Um, So like this is why people with uteruses will like often take um, it's it's usually a lower dose uh, I think it's always why am I saying usually I'm not a doctor, but it's usually a lower dose of estrogen, um, because it'll, uh, a lower dose of estrogen will, uh, uh suppress ovulation. Um, mm. you, you don't, you don't ovulate. Um, and then of course, also, uh, this is talking about side effects, but like, also if you're just on estrogen, like you probably won't evu- ovulate either. Your periods will stop, which is awesome in my opinion. um, so, okay, right. Um, also, uh, estrogen support, like like in cis girls when they go through puberty, um, it supports breast development. Um, it redistributes your fat on your body and your face, um, which is, yeah, that's the feminizing. I mean, right. Well, okay. What are, <laughs> I don't want to say like, and that's the main reason why people take it. But I mean, right. It's it's the yeah, the redistribution of fat, the boobs.
0: Yeah.
1: Am I? I, I, it, I
0: no, for for like ninety nine percent of of most trans women who who go through the trouble of actually doing HRT, we we just want titties. We just want titties. It's that. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Titties, ass Th- too, but also it's, it's mostly about the tits. <laughs> Um I'm
1: I'm a big fan of titties. I agree. I'm, um. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. uh... It, it, yeah, when you take estrogen, it's just basically doing the same thing that everyone else knows about cis girls going through puberty. Like it's yeah. pretty much the same process. Um, so it also, uh, estrogen will also suppress testosterone in some people and not all people. This is, again, it's individual to individual. But if you, um, if, you're toss, t- toss, if your if your T is suppressed, um, uh, your muscles are going to appear um, less defined. Um, you won't grow muscles as well, and then also because of the fat redistribution that that happens with the estrogen, like you just get more fat over your muscles, so like they just are less obvious. Um, yes. Um, and then also sometimes, although this like was, was very conflicting and was hard for me to, um, I didn't find any exact study on this exact effect. Um, but some people also just on estrogen, um, will see a reduction of body and facial hair. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think, and you can give me some anecdotal evidence, Maria. Um, I think mostly that's why we add in anti-androgens, right? Is, is the hair stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, to to an extent, uh, I I would say that's true. Like, as far as like, well, when we talk about reduction in body hair, we should be kind of careful. Like, it's not to say that you know, oh, well, like all of your like body hair will start falling out and all that. Oh no no no, not I, No, it's it's yeah, it's it's reduction in growth rates. Yeah, so I'm actually
1: going to talk about yeah. the the hair stuff. Oh well, shit! <laughs> uh, Spoiler alert.
0: Yeah. Oops. Sorry. Um, no, but as far as like like suppression of T and antiandrogens, which I think, again, we're going to talk about a little more uh, in depth when yes, we start that's talking next. about our, my, my dear friend, Yay. Um. Yeah, that's mostly the, the point is to kind of give estrogen a little more of a, little more hold because it, then it doesn't have to fight with the testosterone. And again, this is all anecdotal. I don't do science like this.
1: <laughs> no, that's, um, that's yeah, actually, like that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, the, the science of it is, yeah, Mm -hmm. anti, I mean, okay, let's, let's move into androgens, anti-androgens. So an androgen, um, is also just a class of molecules that includes testosterone. So when you say an anti-androgen, um, that includes anti-testosterone molecules. And of course those are the anti-androgens we're going to be talking about. Um, so, uh, an androgen is just any kind of hormone that regulates male characteristics uh, in vertebrates. Um, so first, we've got spironolactone, um, which is the most commonly used antiandrogen in the U.S. Uh, don't worry; later, I will touch on finasteride. Is that finasteride? Is that how- I think so. Yeah.
0: Who knows? Uh, that's um, usually how I've heard it. So yeah, I think <laughs> it's probably that.
1: <laughs> so spironolactone um, is mainly used by people uh, with heart failure or high blood pressure. That was its original use. Um, It blocks the binding of aldosterone, which can cause um, heart problems and high blood pressure. And this is like spironolactone has just so many effects. Like I spent definitely most of my time looking up spironolactone because it does like a lot of things. Um, yes. and, and cis women also take spironolactone um, for acne or hair loss or here sweetism, which is just a stupid way to say like they have more body hair than they want. Um, and so <laughs> the cis women who take spironolactone for any of those uh, report breast enlargement often um, and many of the quote unquote side effects that uh, anyone taking it as HRT uh, experiences um so yeah there's like i guess if you're a man taking it for high blood pressure you would call breast enlargement a side effect <laughs> but if you're yeah. yeah if you're taking it for other reasons it's the main effect and you know the heart stuff is the side effects okay so um when spironolactone enters your body um there are, are like less specific effects than estrogen estrogen is you know we're, we're pretty good on that. Spironolactone does a lot more things that I think like we don't even know a lot about it. Um, but it's actually good. So when estrogen hits your liver, um, it becomes less effective. That's a super general statement. I know. Um, but like when estrogen gets to your liver, like the, the products that your liver produces are less effective forms of estradiol. But when spironolactone gets to your liver, Um, that's actually when it becomes active. So it gets processed into three other molecules and that's what your body recognizes to cause many, many effects. Um, so one thing that spironolactone does, um, is it, there's like, there are little receptors, um, in the areas of your body that have hair, um, and spironolactone, the breakdown products, go in to those regions and uh, tell your hair to stop fucking growing in a cis male way. So um, for I, one example is like your your face, um, usually uh, testosterone will show up to the receptors on your face and say, hey, hair on face in cis male uh, grow to be thick and darkly pigmented. And spironolactone shows up and goes, Um, no, actually, please be thin and soft when you come out of my skin. Um, so, yeah, it, it, and also, I mean, any of the, it's the same thing with any body hair. Um, spironolactone blocks the testosterone from getting in there and telling you to grow dark, thick body hair. Um,
0: as an Italian, I, I I feel very attacked (laughs) and and very shortchanged here. I
1: mean, yeah, and once again, like, there's, uh c- cis women have such a range of, like, producing facial hair and body hair that they don't want, so it's really yeah. all about preference and what you feel like is best for you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's why, why spironolactone is used in cis women, is to treat her- sweetism. I fucking, I hate that word, but it is a very concise way to say, like, yeah. unwanted amounts of body hair. Um... Right, so uh, spironolactone also blocks testosterone production a little bit. Not once again, like uh, the a lot of the problem I have with these studies is it um, people are just starting to really dig into effects on people taking these things uh, as. HRT and so uh, a lot of studies that you find now are on like looking at cis men who are taking it for high blood pressure and calling things side effects and it's just like it's different so yeah but we do know that um the spironolactone wait, wait, wait. Oh, are you sorry.
0: implying that there's cis heteronormativity in science
1: <laughs> oh my That's god crazy oh it's yeah it's
0: uh, uh yeah Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, that's... Mm. Yeah. It's a good thing to just be sad about for a second. Okay, so... Um, Spirulactone blocks testosterone production, like, a little bit. Um, once again, individual variability. But the way that it does that um, is it, like, interferes with a couple of the ingredients that your body needs to produce testosterone. Um, and then there's, like... <sighs> There's some maybes, so it maybe also blocks testosterone um, from, like, binding to receptors and, like, telling your body to do testosterone things. Um, might or might not change levels of testosterone circulating in your blood. Um, and this is, so, at this point, I was going to go into a big, long, like, diatribe about truth and science and whatever, but that's basically what the hormone supplemental materials mini soda is about. So if you want to find out more about these like maybes and how I identify what I call a fact, um, you can go listen to that mini soda, but yeah, it's just like maybes. Um, so spironolactone also maybe prevents, um, your, the estrogen molecule estradiol, uh, from turning into a less active form. So it can maybe increase the effects of estrogen. Like, yeah, maybe,
0: yeah, um, maybe there's, there's, there's lots and lots of maybes here. Yeah,
1: Lots, lots of maybes. Um, and, and spironolactone is just like, so, like I said, so complicated. So, uh, now I'm going to quickly mention finasteride cause that is also something that people might be interested in. So that's um, a little bit more specific than spironolactone. Um, it's often used to treat hair loss or her sweetism. Um, and finasteride does prevent testosterone um, from being made into that molecule that goes to your hair follicles and says, hey, hair follicles, um, make thick, darkly pigmented hair. Um, so yeah, it it sits there and says, no, no dark, thickly pigmented hair, um, thickly pigmented, (laughs) oh my god, no, uh, whatever, thick, dark hair, um, you know, let's, let's produce something a little finer and lighter, um, yeah, okay, so that's, that's it for the feminizing molecules, um, now I'm going to talk about testosterone, um, oh, do you, do you have something? Yeah,
0: yeah, Ooh, testosterone.
1: Oh, oh my god. Okay, some
0: people unless that's your thing. Yeah, exactly.
1: Let's jeez. Um also, testosterone does does good things for everyone. Once again, like you you need a little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um so testosterone and I feel so so like, you know, a lot of these feminizing things can be like a patch or a pill, which is so much easier. Like what I read of testosterone, it's it needs to be injected or applied via a gel. And then if you're using this gel, like, you, you got to be real careful. Like, don't touch yeah. other people with the gel. And the gel has to be there for, like, hours. I don't, it it just sounds like the routes to get testosterone in your body suck a lot more than the routes to get estrogen in your body. Yeah. Um. So... In, in cis men, uh, 95% of testosterone is produced by testicles, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which Heads. is, wa- yeah, testicles, yeah. Ball, the know, name. balls, <laughs> testicles, yeah, balls. yeah, Te- yeah. Mm-hmm. um, okay, so, um, that's why, you know, if, if you're sick of all that fucking testosterone in your body, um, removing your testicles is a super, super effective way to suppress testosterone. Like, because that's mostly where it's produced. So there's a lot more variance in what medicine calls, quote, unquote, typical concentration of testosterone um, in cis men versus estrogen in cis women. Like, you know, the, the range is like hundreds of milligrams per whatever unit, um, Whereas in women, like estrogen is a much like narrower range. But there's still mm. a, a huge range. But that's another reason why testosterone can be such a pain because there are like the, the way your body processes it, um, your your levels can be just like weird at different times and they'll be way high or way low or whatever. Um, and estrogen tends to remain in a smaller range. Um, So testosterone, you know, has some opposites to estrogen. Um, You get, once again, a fat redistribution where you get less fat on your face. Your hair might get um, thicker and darker. You might produce facial hair. Um, And uh, obviously, like, I I didn't look into this at all, but I feel like just from existing in the world, I think some people just take testosterone for like muscle growth it is also just like a thing that I don't know yeah I feel like that's something I've heard
0: (laughs) I mean yeah probably I I I mean I don't know off the top of my head but I mean it it stands to reason that if people are willing to do like like anaerobic steroids and things like that yeah then just giving yourself a little bump of tea to, to do a thing makes perfect sense to me
1: yeah, I think, yeah. and so you can you can tell. I know like all about weightlifting. Um, but yeah, so so.
0: Oh yeah, same. Hard same, definitely.
1: <laughs> testosterone, yeah, is is something that is maybe we think <laughs> taken by like muscle men who want big muscles. Um, okay. So unlike estrogen, um, and I I had always kind of wondered about this. I don't know why I never looked it up, but something that a lot of people who have experience with or have looked into HRT know that like I never really thought about, um, is estrogen does not change the way your voice sounds, but testosterone does. Oh yes. Um, do you, don't tell me why, because I, I want to, I want to say it, but do you know why estrogen does and testosterone or estrogen doesn't and testosterone does?
0: I don't actually. Oh
1: my God. Okay. Like
0: I actually don't. So I, I, I get to learn something now because yeah. that's really cool. Cool. Oh really? Tell me, you tell me, tell me.
1: You didn't learn anything else in the rest of this episode just right now.
0: Oh, come on. You know Okay. Even...
1: <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. Um, so it's the same thing that happens, you know, if you, if you think about a little boy, they go through puberty and their voice gets deeper. Right. And I, I never thought yeah. about that either, but, um, what testosterone does is it makes your vocal cords grow longer and thicker and that results in a deeper voice and if you're someone that's like experienced with string instruments like you'll know the difference like a longer and thicker Yeah. yeah so um that's why when like you you can't that's not reversible so once your vocal cords are longer and thicker from testosterone adding estrogen that that doesn't it it's not able to make them shrink and get thinner so yeah that, that's why you get that voice change and then I think that that's
0: really cool yeah, is, yeah. all right so all right, this is this is for me now asking so is that I guess that might be because the vocal cords are a muscle and is this um, like a sort of like like increased muscle mass
1: i don't um, think expressing itself so- in that area so I think vocal cords are a very, like, weird kind of muscle. Because if they were a true mm-hmm. muscle, you know, it could be, like, you know, your your bicep, where, like, it could shrink, um, get thinner, and get shorter. Um, yeah, I'd have to look more into the biology of vocal cords. But I, I've also just been reminded, this is something I didn't think about before, but aren't there... I, God, this, this sounds horrible, but I feel like I've heard about people who get surgery to actually scrape their vocal cords to make them thinner. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is is that that common? It's, it's not super common. It's a fairly recent surgery. I want to say like sometime in the last, like maybe 20, 30 years is when Mm -hmm. it was like developed. It's not, you don't hear about it very often. Um, Like, I'm not saying it's not done, but the, the. Examples I can think of over the top of my head are certainly far, far, far less than say, you know, um, uh, GRS or, or mm-hmm. the various top surgeries one can have Will you or FFS or anything like that.
1: Do you wanna, uh, I mean, not everyone knows what GRS
0: and FFS. Sure. <laughs> good, good. Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> GRS or SRS, depending on your terminology, is uh, short for gender reassignment surgery or sexual reassignment surgery. You can also hear it referred to as gender affirming surgery Um, or a lot of times, we'll just call it bottom surgery. Um, and that's, of course, dealing with, you know, the genitalia and and their configuration. Deal with it like it's a USB device. (laughs) If only, right?
1: That, like, uh, interviewers on television always want to ask about because they're fucking rude. And, oh my god, I just... (laughs)
0: Okay, so here, here's here's me for a second. Um, if this is your first time, if you've never considered this before, just as a general rule, um, at least in Western society, it's considered real fucking rude to ask people about what's in their pants. So maybe you Pretty... should stop doing it.
1: Obviously. Like,
0: I mean... I, I my, my, my kind of go-to is if you wouldn't walk up and ask this question to The Rock while drunk, then you shouldn't <laughs> ask it of random people.
1: I mean, yeah. And it would be like... I feel like you can even, if you are a cis person, a dumbass interviewer, like, how how would you feel if someone was like, oh, tell me, tell me about the exact configuration of your labia? Like, what? Who asks that? So obviously, you would be very offended. But for some reason, it's okay to ask that of uh, trans people. Like, I, it's so stupid. And I can't believe it's even a thing that you have to
0: talk about because.
1: Uh, so rude! Don't yeah. don't ask people about their genitalia, man. Like, yeah, cis or
0: trans. Just 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 assume people have what's in other people's pants is none of your fucking business. It's yeah, it's uh, not unless of course you're interacting with them, in which case, uh, well, you know, hey, that's that's different. Yeah, but most people don't do that on the street, so yeah,
1: <laughs> right. Okay, good good public service announcement. Um, that's very important. So just to finish up here, um, like, there are a lot of things that people think of testosterone as doing, and there are even, you know, studies you can point to. Um, I am very cautious about other conclusions about testosterone. Like, I mean, as a reminder, most of history, medical studies have been done by, like, cis white men. So even... Yeah, you you'd have to read like really in depth and be like, "Okay, what's the raw data? Are they actually interpreting this in uh an intelligent way?" And so basically, I'd have to do a lot of like very deep reading um to be confident about some of the claimed social effects of testosterone. Um mm-hmm. and I w- I want to remind you also that like anecdotes are not evidence, right? They're not so you might be thinking well i went on t and like i got really aggressive and uh you know was aroused way more often but like that doesn't mean it's going to be a fact for everyone or even most people right. um so yeah testosterone like maybe co- these are these are the ones like i'm more inclined to say are true so maybe causes arousal differences and aggression but estrogen also, maybe increases aggression. So, like you can already see, it's it's getting convoluted. Um, and then mm-hmm. even more, maybe uh, things that were mentioned on the Wikipedia article say like <sighs> the effects of testosterone on like parental care and risk taking. And I'm just yeah, I'd have to like dig into any studies that have said that. Like, how are you defining risk taking and how are you measuring it and what is the exact yeah. thing? Um, but yeah, so testosterone also probably does things it's gonna vary individual to
0: individual so yeah um yeah like like we said at the beginning yeah your mileage may vary on all of this
1: yeah um (laughs) i mean like any anything you put into your body most things that most medications you take don't have one exact specific effect that's why every medication has like this long list of side effects um so but yeah it's particularly true of these um Hormones that people take on HRT, like individual variability. So, um, yeah, that's all the hormones I'm going to talk about today. Um, I, I guess let us know if you have any questions or thoughts or ideas or comments. Um, our contact information is in the show notes. Cool. Cool. All right.
0: So, yeah, uh, that, that's the episode, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: awesome. See you next time. That's it.